Hey, it's Monique. I hope all is well. This is episode 43 of the show, Brown Vegan Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. As always, you can find out more about what I do and how I do it at brownvegan.com. And I'm also Brown Vegan everywhere on social media. So with this show, I love to share my experiences with transitioning to a vegan lifestyle. And also, and just my journey, because I mean, I've already transitioned, but my journey of being on this vegan lifestyle since 2010. And I also love to bring interviews with other vegans for you, because I know that the story is so powerful. And it's just a great way to inspire and offer tips on how to help you transition if that's something that you're interested in doing. And I figure you must be thinking about transitioning or you're already vegan if you're listening to the show. So today I have Dante Harris on and I met him on Instagram. We met, uh, I guess it's been a couple of years since we met on Instagram. And I really love that he shows vegan life from a very accessible, fun and interesting way, right? It's not, you know, sometimes people have like vegan life can be kind of boring, but not with Dante. He travels a lot. He shows great food. He shows his workouts, just a lot, a lot of fun on his Instagram. So check him out. His Instagram is the.southern.vegan. So search him and follow and check him out. Okay. Another reason I want you to check out his Instagram is because he just um, did a video and on this video he is like an entry for the vegan smart contest and basically he wants to break the myths and the misconceptions about what vegan life looks like and what a vegan athlete looks like some people think that you can't be a vegan athlete and that's just not the case at all he is not scrawny he is not weak and so this video that he produced looks amazing I don't know if he produced it but it looks really amazing and you should check it out on his Instagram and vote for him we talked about a lot of different things in this conversation we talked about how he was able to help his family transition not everybody in his family is vegan but his cousin and his brother they're both vegans and his parents are very open-minded about the lifestyle his dad's a vegetarian his mom's a pescatarian so they went from not being interested in all until actually making some lifestyle changes we also of course talk a lot about vegan fitness and vegan travel and the importance of a sense of community when you're on this lifestyle for accountability so this is just a really fun conversation i hope you enjoy it as much as i did as always you can get um the show notes and everything we talk about at brownvegan.com so without further ado let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation with dante harris why did you become a vegan and what year was this i would say it started um about 2008 at the very beginning i ended up having um what they call a spontaneous pneumothorax so what all that really means is that it's a um a collapsed lung so um I ended up having a collapsed lung. I had one in 2004 also. Um, so my second one was in 2008. And um, ended up going to the, um, to the emergency room, getting um, an emergency surgery. And um, it just happened to be one of the most, like, worst ex- possible experience you can ever imagine. Um, it was a combination of bad um, doctor malpractice, um, almost overdosed on, um, on pain medications that I was given. And... Um, it was just a very, very bad experience. So after um, be finally, finally getting out, out of the hospital, I was, um, I was really determined to, you know, moving forward. I was like, you know what? I'm never, ever want to go in another hospital again if I, if I, don't, if I, don't, if I, have, um, if I have a choice. So um, moving forward, I was started to be a lot more health conscious. Even though the, the surgery and the, and the collapsed lung had nothing really to do with my eating habits, um, I felt as though some of the easiest changes I could make was you know what I was consuming, so um, I started doing a lot of research about. Um, I think started off with uh, with trans fats and partially hydrogenated oils. Um, I started off looking at um, preservatives and you know stuff they were adding to the food, and um, I started cutting out those things. 
And then, um, so as time went on, my, my father actually um, gave me a, um, a sample of um, something that he heard on the doctor, um, heard from Dr. Baruch. He's a, um, um, he was really on the, uh, the Michael Bazin radio show. Mm-hmm. And he was, uh, he was on the Michael Bazin radio show. He was talking about, um, you know, veganism, how, you know, how humans are already designed to eat meat, um, how, you know, if we look at a dead animal in the, in the road, um, we're automatically disgusted. You know, we don't see it as food. Whether whereas a carnivore, they would look at an animal and they would see that, oh, you know, this, this is a meal. You know, so we're not physically, we're not built to eat, um, to eat flesh. So he started giving me that information and I started looking into it. And I'm like, man, it, a lot of the things he was talking about was making sense. So um, I ended up cutting out, uh, cutting out chicken and cutting out um, red meat. Then um, I think it happened about the 4th of July cookout in 2009. Um, I went to um, my family's cookout and I met up with my cousin. And um, at that point, I cut out everything but fish because mm-hmm. I actually love, love fried fish. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, fried catfish. That was my meal. So went to, the, my, uh, to my cookout and um, I started talking to my cousin. And coincidentally, my cousin was also, you know, almost in the same boat as me. He was trying to you know, lean towards a more vegetarian and vegan diet himself. So it was, you know, it was just kind of crazy. Me and him started talking about it. And um, he was like, you know what? I'm trying to give up fish eventually. And I'm like, you know what? Me too. And um, what ended up happening is that we both um, ended up finding jobs in the D.C. area, and we ended up um, moving in together as roommates. And um, that was in, like, about September 2009. And at that point, you know, we had kind of made a decision together. We're like, you know, we're going to help each other through this. We're going to, um, you know, try to support each other. We're going to, you know, go on this journey together. And um, that's kind of where it really, really started, you know, and from then on, you know, me and him kind of supported each other when we were living together and, um, and we were, you know, on our vegan journey together. You were really fortunate because you had your cousin as like a person that can keep you accountable and you guys work together on it. So how did it look? Were you a big cook before you got started or did you start cooking when you became a vegan? Man, I was a horrible cook when I first started. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in college, I never cooked at all. I had a dining meal plan. Yep. Um, I just went into the dining hall and ate all I could. So, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's all I did. You know, I did not cook at all. I could cook some of the basic things. Like a typical college student would cook. Mm-hmm. Um, Boiling you know, water, right? <laughs> Boiling water. Um, we, had a, we had a Little Caesars up the street. So I would go there and get the $5 pizzas uh-huh. um, and eat half of it right then and there and freeze the other half. Um, you know, so it was... It was um, it was definitely a um, a big big change in what I had to um, when I had to do when I turned vegan because I had to actually start learning how to cook. I had to basically try to find things to eat. When I first started, um, me both me and my cousin, our typical meal when we first started was stir fry. Yeah, that's, that's was the simplest thing. That's what we knew. That was what we were comfortable with. What we ended up doing, we would just go to the store, get a get some frozen vegetables. And we get a different, a bunch of uh, different types of Asian sauces. It'll be the Szechuan, it'll be the, the teriyaki, it'll be orange, sweet and sour. And we would just rotate the sauces or the stir fry <laughs> and try to keep it interesting. <laughs> so that's really all we, you know, that's all we could do. That's all we really knew at that point. So, you know, as time gone, went on, you know, we started getting tired of stir fry. We're like, all right, we got to do something else here because mm-hmm. this stir fry is not going to work every day. So um, 
at that time, we, you know, we just kind of started doing a lot more research, looking in the grocery store, and I'll bring back something from the grocery store, and I'll put them onto it. And he'll bring back something from the grocery store that I missed, and he'll put me onto it. And we just kind of, just kind of helping each other, supporting each other, giving each other some, some ideas about meals. And um, after a while, you know, start experimenting. And he's one to tell you, if you ever talk to him, he would tell you that I burnt so much stuff when I first started mm-hmm. trying to cook. I was famous for burning sweet potatoes. <laughs> I would I'd have a sweet potato in the oven and forget it was in there and then had the whole apartment smoking. <laughs> I was, it, was, it was a mess. It was a mess. Yeah. But yeah, it took, it took a while to, to try to actually experience, a lot of trial and error. But after a while, I started getting more comfortable. Right. I love that you said that because I think that's that's so relatable. I can de- I, even though I had a family when I started my journey, I still wasn't much of a cook. I was just used to kind of buying something in the store and putting it in the oven and I thought I was doing something, you know. But yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it opens up your whole world when you start becoming a vegan and I think you make a good point because you said it was a lot of trial and error. You would, you know, burn up those sweet potatoes, but you kept moving <laughs> forward because a lot of times people give up because they're like it's too hard. But yeah. it's not hard, it's just different. You just have to learn, you know? So, it's a process. It truly is. Exactly. And it also helps when you have somebody that's supporting you. It really did. I mean, I'm not sure if I would would have had um, an easy of a transition without him. Yeah. Is he still a vegan? Uh, yeah, he is. That is awesome. Yeah, that just, oh, I love, I love hearing that. It kind of reminds me, because we actually talked about this before we started recording, about the importance of having a support system. And we realized that we were connected to several people and we didn't even really know that we were connected to these people until we started talking because of social media. Yeah. So it's just important. I think a lot of people um, kind of underestimate what you can do and how the connections that you can make online, you know, take advantage. That's how we connect to Instagram. So yes. taking advantage of Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, you'll meet so many like-minded people and it really will help keep you on track and you have somebody to lean on. Cause you know, our everyday family, they're not really, <laughs> they don't mm-hmm. really know what's going on. They're like, okay, you know, yep. what are you doing now? Did your, how did your family respond outside of your cousin? Like your, you know, your family, your parents and everybody, how did they feel about everything as far as the it, transition? It was a little rough at first. Um, they were kind of questioning, thinking I was maybe, thinking I was crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, I think after, after a while, you know, it became easier because they started accommodating us in special days. Um, so during the holidays, you know, they were very respectful and they wanted to make sure that we were comfortable during the holidays. So they would have, um, you know, my, my aunt and my mom, they would make uh, vegan dishes for us. So, um, during the Thanksgiving get together, we would have, um, two separate tables. We have the table with the, you know, the, the typical Thanksgiving food that was with the animal products. And then we also have a, a separate table and that table, um, just has our vegan dishes. So that I have, you know, the vegan macaroni and cheese or the, um, the, the tofurkey or the garden, you know, holiday roast and um, just stuff that was um, that we could eat. So they made it a lot easier um, for us. And um, I would say also that just as time went on, they um, they became more interested in the way we were eating and the reasons for it. Um, I would also always try to try to give them information, um, send them articles, send them videos. And they were kind of um, skeptical about it at first. But, you know, as time went on, they were more open to it. And I think my mom in particular was very open to it because um, she's always been trying to, um, to lose weight. And she was um, looking for different, different things to try. So, you know, she was um, definitely into you know, cutting out stuff from, from her diet. She was open to it. And I would give her advice. And um, she ended up cutting out a lot of things from her diet to the point where now she's a pescatarian. Oh, wow. 
And um, with my dad, my dad, it was, a, it was a little bit harder because he was, you know, he, my father, you know, country boy, central Virginia, grew up in the mountains, you know, you know, he ate, you know, everything growing up. Mm-hmm. So um, it was a little bit of a harder transition. But um, with my dad, um, it took a little bit longer, but he's, um, he's actually on high blood pressure medicine and he really, really wants to try to get off that medicine. So um, I think it was about a little bit over about a year and a half ago. He, um, me, and him made a bet. I think it was around New Year's, and he, um, I, I challenged him. I said, you know what? How about you try to go vegan for a month? He said, I don't think you can do it. And he looked at me. He's like, Really? You don't think I can do it? I'm like, I don't think you can do it. <laughs> He's like, Okay, all right. You know what? Bet we're gonna do this. I'm like, All right, let's see what you can do. So um, he ended up going vegan. Um, well, actually, you know, I'm sorry. Take that back. Going vegetarian. He went vegetarian for, um, for, for 30 days. And then um, after 30 days, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, he's probably going to go back to eat meat. And then um, he did it for another 30 days. And I'm looking at him, I'm like, why do you do that? He's like, you know, I don't know. You know, I kind of I like it. You know, I kind of feel, you know, feel good. So um, then another 30 days pass. And then, you know, six months pass. Oh, my goodness. Then a year pass. And he hasn't, you know, and to this day, he's vegetarian now. That is amazing. Which is, which is crazy. I would have never thought he was doing it, but I'm so proud of him. Yeah. Um, See yeah, how was, you inspired so, him? <laughs> I love yes, it. Yes. Yes. So it was, it, was, it was great. So right now, my, um, my mom is, um, is pescatarian. My dad is, uh, is vegetarian. And um, my little brother, my little brother's actually vegan. He's, um, he's been vegan for, um, for about, I've been vegan for about six years. He's been vegan for me about five about four and a half or five years. Nice. So he came in right after you started, about a year in, it sounds like. About a year and a half in, your brother joined yeah. you. Yeah, so, he really looks up to me, so he, he was more open to it. One of the main reasons I wanted to bring you on the show is because I wanted, I know that you work out a lot. You mm-hmm. eat really good food. You love to travel <laughs> and all of that good stuff. So I wanted you to come on and talk about vegan fitness because, like, once again, this is kind of selfish, but I, that's why I love doing this work. My middle son is 11 years old. Actually, he's 12. He just turned 12. And he said that he wants to play football, and he doesn't know if he can continue to be a vegan because he needs to bulk up for football. Mm-hmm. So I know that you're not you're not scrawny. You're not <laughs> you don't you don't look really thin. You look very healthy. I know you work out. You run. You lift, and all of those things. Yeah. So how are you able to maintain um, your vegan lifestyle and continue with your fitness? Because I don't feel like you do a lot of light work, too. You, you really put in some work. I think, well, I think starting off, I think the one of the more the stereotypes of veganism is that, you know, one of the biggest questions is where you're going to get your protein. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the biggest questions that, one of the first things people ask when you're telling me you're vegan. And getting your protein is not, it's not, a, uh, it's not a difficult thing at all. Because it's more so the, um, when you're eating, it's more so the, the amino acids. So there's about... 20 different amino acids that your body has and it uses to create a complete protein. Um, nine of those the amino acids are the ones deemed essential. Those are the ones that you have to eat from your diet. So once you eat those amino acids from a variety of foods, your body just takes those and fills in the gaps. So it is able to, com- to complete the amino acid strain and develop proteins. Um, every plant food, just about every plant food has all the essential amino acids that you need. Um, is when people talk about high quality protein sources, a lot of times they say, oh, milk and eggs and meat. <clears throat> All that really means is that those, so those, those um, animal products have high levels of each essential amino acid. 
the thing with, with, with plant foods is that some of those amino acids, even though it has pretty much all the amino acids, it'll be lower in certain amino acids. It may be low in one or two of them, with the, except, the exception of quinoa, um, soy products that are like you know, tofu and tempeh. Those are pretty much high in all the essential amino acids. But if you're talking about like beans or grains, those sources um, are lower in one or two of those amino acids. But the great thing about it is that you can eat a variety of sources of sources of foods um, throughout the day. And long as you eat um, a variety of foods, you're able to get the uh, adequate amount of amino acids from all your different sources of foods. One of the things you don't have to worry about is getting protein. So I get more than enough protein. Um, and one great thing about being a vegan is that some of the, 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 the physical benefits Total the athletic benefits that you can um, have by changing to a more plant-based diet. Do you take any supplements by any chance or anything, or you just pretty much just eat, eat a variety of food? Uh, I, I do take a supplement. Mm -hmm. um, I like, uh, my, one of my favorite supplements I use is, um, it's called Vegan Smart Protein. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's probably one of my best, probably the best brands I've, I've ever had because when, number one, it tastes great. And um, that's always big. It doesn't have like a super chalky taste that some other you know proteins have, and right. it mixes well, so it don't have that grainy texture. So I like putting that. Um, I like putting that you know into some flax milk, or even uh, I've actually made brownies with the chocolate flavor. So um, I like I like kind of doing a little 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 bit of uh, everything with the with the vegan protein. But I, I do supplement, and um, I'm, I'm, I've never been super super big on it, but. It's so convenient because, you know, right after workout, you want something quick. You want to, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a window in between after your workout that, you know, if you eat right after your workout, it helps you recovery um, a lot fast, a lot faster. So I like trying to um, get something in really, really quick. And um, protein supplementation is very good and getting something really, really quick. And I'm super high on protein. So um, I do supplement, not a lot, but I do. What's a typical, I guess, dinner look like for you? I I eat a lot. I have a big, big appetite. You do. <laughs> but it's a good I, thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> I, I eat a lot. So um, for dinner, I like I like changing it up a lot. Um, I like, I'm thinking some of the things that I like trying to make. Um, chickpea tuna. That is very good. Just, yes. you know, taking some vegan mayonnaise and some chickpeas and some, chop up some celery, throwing that in um, between two slices of bread. That is great. That's a good, quick meal. Um, I love grilling tofu or tempeh on the George Foreman grill, throwing that on some rice or, you know, throwing it on some, some pasta, um, carrot dogs. I've been big on carrot dogs recently. Um, wait a second. No, no, no. Let's uh -oh. talk about these. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> Let's talk wait, wait, wait. Let's talk about these carrot dogs because I, okay, it was a okay. running joke, uh, with one of my friends, uh, last summer we had a running joke because everybody, every blogger was making these carrot dogs. So what are you doing? Marinating these carrots and then grilling them? What are you doing? Yes, yes. All right. So I'm mean, you just <laughs> yeah, you take take some carrots, you boil them for um until they get you know somewhat tender. Take them out, and um, you just throw them in. I think it's a mixture of a garlic powder, um, liquid aminos, a liquid smoke, and um, you let them sit in the refrigerator for for about 24 hours. And um, that mixture actually gets absorbed into the carrots. And that mixture actually, it really does resemble, um, smells like and tastes like the flavor of a hot dog. And throw What's that on the, the grill. What's the texture like though? See, because 
this is an example when vegans go too far. Why in the world are we grilling a carrot? It call it a hot dog. <laughs> it, it's, 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 it's better than what it seems because I think the mixture that it soaks in all night, it really does soak into the carrot. So when you bite into it, you're not, it doesn't taste like a carrot. That's the great thing. It really does taste like it, it's tender. It's, it's, it's not going to remind you really a lot of meat, but as long as you don't boil the carrots, super super long it's going to have a firm but it's going to have a, a good good texture to it okay um it's not it's not going to be crunchy um but it's not going to be it's not going to be mushy it's going to be kind of in the middle it's going to be kind of firm <laughs> okay i'm gonna take but your word good. for it because I, I do trust a lot of the stuff that you post so i'm gonna take your word for it and i'm, I'm gonna yes. try it get out of my comfort zone <laughs> yeah dress it up dress it up with mustard and ketchup um i think i like i like putting coleslaw in there which is super good so yeah, just just try it. I, I think you'll like it though. It's it's not it's not bad, and it's so much better than like the the fake hot dogs that are in the store. You Wait know? a second, have you I, tried the field roast one though? Those are good. What about those field ah, roast hot dogs? Yeah, yeah. Those those ones are good. I give you that one. I give you that one. But those all the ones other ones are disgusting. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I've had bad ones before. So, but like, but you know what? Yeah, that I think the field roast ones definitely probably taste better. But I think you know, like I said, it's it's probably I try to. I'm recently I'm trying to get more out of the processed foods and more into the the foods in the in the natural state. Mm-hmm. So I've been slowly transitioning away from the um from the mock meats and kind of just trying to find different alternatives. Okay. Um, recently, I think I I've been getting into like walnut meat rather than the um you know the the crumbles. The, I think they're like Beyond Meat crumbles or. Um, some of the other brands that are coming out. Um, I used to bid on those a lot, but now I'm kind of like, all right, you know what? Let me try to get away from the process as much, and I'm trying to get more into the, um, you know, the more natural food. So I bought a food processor, and I've been going to work in the kitchen with that food processor a lot. Yeah. I know the neighbors, the neighbors hear that thing running all every single day. They're probably <laughs> sick of me right now. <laughs> I love the walnut meat too. Do you make it like a taco salad with it? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. So let's go back to this George Foreman. Let's in this tofu because I think I saw you yeah. post this on Instagram too. So you said you have like a new a new technique with your tofu now. Yes, yes. Let's See, tell us about that. Yeah. Well, Nick, it took me about six years to master the art of tofu. It took a while, um, but I finally figured out how to make decent tofu. So I just take the extra firm tofu mm-hmm. and I'll slice it maybe like an inch thick, thick, and um, get a lot of paper towels and get all that water out. I think that's what the mistake I was used to make is, is I would just get a block of tofu and cut it up and throw it in the skillet oh, with, some, yeah. with, some, with some vegetables and kind of stir fry it. And the tofu would never have a texture that I would like. So um, I think I started just doing a little bit of research online just trying to figure out, you know, well, how I can make the tofu a little bit better. And um, I read something about, you know, just draining all the water out of it as much as you can. So pat it between paper towels, you know, use about 100 paper towels to get all the water out. And... Um, then I like I put it in a marinade. I bought some marinade from Whole Foods, and let that sit in the marinade for you know for a couple hours, maybe about an hour or two, and you just throw that onto a um, a greased George Foreman grill, and put it down and and, um, and let it go to work. I love it. Perfect. Yes, perfect. I'm so glad we're talking about this because tofu was. I used to be the same way with tofu. Every time I would read a recipe or something, it would always make it seem like you're just taking the tofu out of the pack and just cooking it. Yeah. And I hated it. My family hated it. Everybody hated it. And I was like, "What am I doing wrong?" Because I know that it has to be me. And then it took me about two years to realize, uh, you're supposed to press it. You're not supposed to just yeah. take it out the, <laughs> the packaging. I always recommend too that people when they have tofu for the first time that they should have it in. A restaurant where people know what they're doing, opposed yes, to doing it at home. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. because then you'll realize that it's likely your technique and not 
that you don't like tofu. What is this? I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had friends that say that, oh, how can you eat that stuff? I almost threw up when I had tofu. And I'm like, well, it's really an art to it. Actually, you know, I have to know what you're doing with it. And going out eating at different restaurants and, and trying out different foods um, and seeing how people prepare theirs, you get ideas. You go, see, you go back and look it up and like, man, how did they make that? Uh-huh. And you just start experimenting until you find out how they, how they made it, and you just do it yourself. And then it's, it's wonderful. It's great. It I is. It is so It's so awesome. Like, you know what you may, since you love tofu, you may want to get a tofu express. Have you seen those yet? No, what's that? Okay, so it's a, basically a tofu a tofu press. So okay. you put your block in there, and then you just, um, it's now, it's about $50. So it is okay. pricey. But you put your block in there, you, um... It like it snaps inside of like this contraption, like some type of contraption. It snaps in there and it presses all the water for you overnight. Oh, so you okay, just put okay. it in there. You know, come home from work, put it in there, and then the next day you can go ahead and you know chop it up and marinate it and put it on the foreman too. I received it as a gift. I probably okay. wouldn't have paid fifty dollars for it, but the person who gave it to me actually it was Michelle from Vegan Cooking with Love gave it to me okay. as a gift, and she was just like, "You have to get this. You have to use it. Stop using those textbooks and those paper towels." You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because I used to put all my, my uh, textbooks on top, <laughs> yeah. top of my tofu. I, I, was, I was doing the same thing. I took about two plates. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm jumping up and down trying to get all this water out. So many paper towels. I'm going through like half a roll trying to get all this water out. Right. So she got it. And I mean, it's a, it was a game changer. Game changer. I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, oh, yeah, that. yeah. It's, it's definitely, I mean, man, I've been making tofu, on, putting on everything, a bit of rice, like I said, on, on uh, every once in a while when I may do make a salad, I'll go ahead and put it on the salad. It's so good now. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm ready to make it again tonight. Yeah, because it's like, it's so filling too, because, you it know, is. especially when it comes to a salad, because we talked about this before, we, we tease each other on Instagram one day about this, about how people think that all we do is eat salads and drink smoothies, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> and so talk, tell us why you're so intentional about not putting that type of stuff on Instagram. I mean, you want to show like all of the variety in this lifestyle, right? I, so I, I guess I kind of answered it when I said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's just it's it's about just breaking stereotypes. I think a lot of people assume that we just eat salads. Um, I have friends that say, "Oh no, all you do is eat paper, or you eat that rabbit food." Not paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> one person that just says, "You know, oh, you eating that paper? You're a paper eater." Or, you know, so you just eat grass. You know, I've, been, I've, been, I've heard everything. So a lot of times they just assume that, you know, you, you're big on salads. And me personally, I'm not a big salad eater. I don't, I'm not, I don't like salads a, a, a whole lot. You know, I eat them. I have nothing against salads. I mean, they're fine, but it's, I'm not big on salads. I like a little bit heavier foods, um, heartier foods. So um, every time I go out of coworkers and they're finding a restaurant to go out for lunch, you know, they'll say, oh, this place has a great salad bar. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I don't like salad. And I tell them that. And they look at me like I'm crazy, mm -hmm. saying, how are you a vegan? You don't like salads. And I'm like, I don't. I really just, I'm not big on salads. But um, yeah, so I'm really intentional about trying to post other things than salads on my, on my Instagram page. Um, I, I travel um, a little bit and um, I try to post some of the things that I get at different restaurants. Um, very, very good, hearty vegan meals that are, and creative meals that I find at different restaurants that I go to and um, stuff I like making in the kitchen. And um, I just try to break stereotypes, whether it's it. with, with food, um, breaking the stereotype, and just whether it's just fitness. You know, the, the stereotype that vegans are skinny or scrawny or weaklings. Um, I try my best to, to showcase some of my workouts and, um, and show people that, you know, you can build muscle, you can be fit, and you can, you know, 
you can definitely have success um, with your bodybuilding goals, with your fitness goals um, on a plant-based diet. So um, I'm, I'm very specific on what I like posting in order to, to, to break stereotypes. So how do you find out? Because I know, like you said, you do some traveling. How do you find yeah. out where to go to eat? Um, do you use an app? Do you do your, of course, probably do some research before you leave? Like, how does that look for you? Yeah, a lot of times before I go somewhere, um, I travel a lot for work. And first thing I go on is Google. And one of the biggest resources I think that tells about different places you can eat, different cities, is Happy Cow. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a huge resource that I love using. So that's one resource that I do. The first thing I do is Google, just vegan restaurants in such and such city. Um, then the next thing is social media. I have I, f- I follow a lot of people from all over the United States, and they. You know, they, they post the food that they go out and eat at, at different restaurants also. So you just kind of take notes, you know. I'll just, you know, if I'm looking at somebody from Chicago and they have a vegan restaurant and the food that they just got looks good, I'll just go on my phone and just kind of put a note, Chicago, you know, check out this place. Mm-hmm. And just kind of take notes um, as I see stuff pop up on, online and on social media. So um, I think that's probably a, one of the biggest resources you can use is social media and then definitely the internet just using happy cow is probably my like my biggest recommendation if you're out in, the, in a new city and you don't know where to eat first thing you do is just go on there and just type in the city type in the zip code and see what's around and it's um it's it's super it's super helpful it saved me many times same here and i like i mean i love eating out and i love going to different restaurants and um even if it's not all vegan restaurant i, I do love um trying different foods and and exploring the vegan options that they do have available, but unfortunately, sometimes I mean, I've got, I've, uh, I've I've had some bad experiences at non-vegan restaurants, though. So you do have to be careful, and you have to know how to ask the right questions too. Yes, I agree. <clears throat> that is that is super huge too, because, oh uh, man, I can tell you a story about when me and my cousin we went to um we, were, we went up to this pizza restaurant that was I think it was in um. Somewhere in Arlington, mm-hmm. Arlington, Virginia, and um, they had they promoted on their menu. They were saying, "Oh, we have uh, vegan cheese for the pizza." So we like, "Oh, snap! Let's let's go check this out." So we go to the restaurant, order the you know, go up to the counter, say, "Hey, we want a pizza with all the vegetables that you have, and um, with the vegan cheese." And she was like, "Okay." So she uh, she rung it up. We sat down, brought the order, and um, we start going in and. You know, I'm on slice one, I'm on slice two, three, four, Ooh. almost almost slice five. And I'm thinking to myself, man, this is like the best pizza I have ever had. <laughs> like, man, this, this pizza is good. Uh-oh. And <laughs> you know what's coming. I know what's coming. So, <laughs> so I'm like, huh. So I'm starting, you know, looking in the pizza, the slice, you know, on slice number five. And I'm looking at this pizza. I'm like, something ain't right here. So I'm looking at, so I'm kind of digging it with my finger and moving some of the vegan cheese out the way. And what do they do? They put regular cheese mixed in with the vegan cheese. Uh. And I stopped and I said, yo, B, hey, man, I think, um, I think this has real cheese on it, man. And he looked at me, you know, he's mouth full too. He looking at me like, what? And I was like, yeah, yeah, he's vegan too. And he's like, you serious? I was like, yeah. And we're looking at this pizza like, why on earth would they put regular cheese with the vegan cheese? Yeah, why would you want that? <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't even make, make sense. Any sense, right? It doesn't make sense. So I go up, go up to the counter, and I'm like, man, hey, excuse me, we ordered a pizza with the vegan cheese, and it looks like they put they mixed regular cheese and vegan cheese together, and they were like, oh, really? And I was like, oh, sorry about that. 
and it was like they, you know, they almost really like they didn't really care. And um, so once I kind of got a will for that, I was like, oh, okay. Well, um, the reason I bring this up is because I have a severe dairy allergy. And soon as they said that, as soon as I said that, the eyes got big as I don't know what. And I don't have a dairy. I don't have a dairy. I allergy. know you don't. <laughs> I don't have a dairy allergy at all. But the only reason I said that is because they seem like they didn't want to really take it seriously because um, due, to our, due to our complaint. And right. all the way they took it seriously is if it was a, a health concern. So once they said that, once I said that, the eyes got super, super big. She went to the back of the manager. The manager comes running out and like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Like, how do you feel? And I'm like, I start kind of rubbing my stomach a little bit. I'm like, <laughs> man, you know what? I, I don't know. I mean, I feel okay right now, but maybe about 20 minutes, I can get really sick right now. And like, oh my gosh, so just let me know how you feel. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to you know, remake your whole pizza and we'll give you a free pizza um, with just the vegan cheese. I'm like, okay, I appreciate it. <laughs> it's a so, shame <laughs> to do all that. If I go into a restaurant and I say that I'm vegan and I don't do first of all, a lot of people don't even really understand what that means. If I go in there and I make it seem like I have some type of allergies, people are very proactive and making sure that things are okay. But if I say I'm a vegan or a vegetarian like you, it's just like, ah, uh, whatever. So we have to kind of use some of that to our advantage when we can't. Yeah, because they're worried about, you know, if you talk about a health con- you know, a health reaction, like a, a food allergy, then, yeah, they're worried about lawsuits that are about the legal implications of that. So they're going to take extra, extra care in preparing your meal and making sure that what you requested to leave off that meal, no cheese, um, then they're going to make sure, they're going to triple check to make sure there was no cheese on your food. Mm-hmm. We're going to go ahead and start wrapping up. Um, I wanted to know, just before we go, what tips would you suggest for someone who is just getting started on a vegan lifestyle? The, the tips I would give somebody is find a support group. I think that is one of the best things you can do starting off is finding a support group, finding like-minded individuals who are on the vegan journey, who are looking to go on a vegan journey just like you. Um, some of the best resources, if you're an athlete, I would say look up the, the No Meat Athletes in your area. There's an uh, organization that um, is about athletes and vegetarians, vegans getting together um, who like running. And there's um, a lot of different um, cities that have those the no meat athlete groups in their city. Miami is one, and that's DC what I got involved in. DC has it. DC yeah. has it. Yeah. So they're they're all over the place. So if you want um, if you want a good resource, and what we do, we end up you know running three miles on once a, you know once a a month would get up, run three miles, and then go to a, a, a local vegan restaurant and eat and just socialize. And it's great to just get talking to people, like-minded people who are interested in fitness, um, eating good food. So I would definitely say look up your, your local No Meat Athlete group and look up Meetup. Meetup.com is an awesome resource. And I've, I've, I've done a lot of meetups since I've been here in Miami. And um, there's a big vegan community that's, um, that's on Meetup, a lot of different meetups. And, you know, just getting around people who, who are like-minded. I would think that's part of my part of one of my biggest tips is doing that, and also if you're doing the transition phase, if you're looking um, to to be vegan, don't be afraid of the the, the transitional foods like the mock meats, like the field roast, like the daya cheese, like the tofurkey. Those things are awesome because they help remind you of the foods that you know the animal-based foods that you used to eat. They have you know the vegan turkey or um, you know the vegan cheese, the stuff that that help you with that transition. We can easily make those substitutions. To um to help ease that transition, so those um those transitional foods, even though they're processed, um those are great for those who are really starting off trying to 
transition into that vegan lifestyle. So those would probably be my, my two big tips is just find support groups and, you know, and look into your transitional foods. Yeah, I love it. Awesome, awesome advice. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure having you on the show. Before we leave, can you shout out your um, Instagram? Sure. Um, my Instagram page is the.southern.vegan on Instagram. And that's my mom. That's where I'm most active at. So if you just um, type in the.southern.vegan, you'll find me on there. Yes. I'm going to go ahead and make sure I link all of your information at brownvegan.com. Once again, it was such a pleasure having you on the show, sharing your experiences. And I know that it's going to help other people move forward, especially vegan athletes. Thank you so journey. much for having me. I really do appreciate it. Yes. And you, you, you're doing a great job with your podcast. And I know my, I put my family on some of your podcast. My brother likes it. So you're doing a great job, too. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Dante. I appreciate that. <laughs>